You're listening to Tales from the First Tate. I'm your host, Rich Easton, recording from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. Now, I'd give you the whole spiel about how Tales has been downloaded in over 250 cities worldwide and is ranked in the top golf podcasts. But that might come off a little disingenuous, a little over-the-top self-promoting. So I'm just going to skip it this week. In this episode, the second part of a two-part series, Josh and I discuss his personal experience training Angelina Jolie and Kate Winslet. Now, Josh has said things to me my whole life, and quite frankly, I could pretty much anticipate where he's going. But the details of these stories flabbergasted me, and I'm sure you'll be surprised as well. I hope you enjoy. Hey, let me digress. I'm glad you mentioned Angelina Jolie because she was on my list of people to talk about. You know, like Angelina Jolie said to me that the best high that she ever had was being fit because you don't wake up the next day with a hangover. You know what I'm saying? You know, kind of like what Arnold said when he was bodybuilding. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? And that's what this cleaning lady said. So the long story short, back Wait, to her, her best, her, her greatest tie wasn't with Billy Bob Thornton? No. In fact, I was with her at Billy Bob Thornton. But the point I'm making with her was she said the greatest high I ever had was getting in shape that I've, I've never been in shape before until you came along. Until we started doing this for Tomb Raider, because I'm actually in the best shape of my life, because in 12 weeks, she could do 20 chin ups where she first started off. She couldn't do seven push ups right wow. on her knees. Wow. And it's with working with my hands and it's being giving her the right nutrition. As a person, what is what is she like and what experiences have you had that you want to share? Well, I, I tell you about Angelina. She's a really nice lady. She was only 28 at the time. So she was just a, just a baby right now. And it was wish she was with Billy Bob and it was her first Tomb Raider. And, you know, and I always remember that I didn't realize that she liked the Almond Brothers because Billy Bob liked the Almond Brothers. And she had the Eat a Peach album tattooed on her arm with Billy Bob underneath it. Right. Tattooed. Wait, she had Billy Bob tattooed on her arm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I always said to myself, I said, you know, I have five children dash seven that I love very dearly, but I'd run out of space on my body if I put my name, their names on my back. You know what I'm saying? She was very fo- focused, but she was also under a lot of stress because she had the relationship with Billy Bob. He didn't really want her to do the movie because she thought he was going to, she was going to lower her standards, you know, and do this kind of like movie where you're like a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. Superhero. And you're going to be sold. You're going to get in your happy meals at McDonald's out pops Angelina Jolie in a little rubber doll. You know, he thought that was like bringing it down, you know, but the truth was 
and this is my own guess, he was afraid he was going to lose her because mm -hmm. she was going to go from being girl interrupted, getting an, an Oscar that nobody knew about. I didn't even know who she was until I met her. And, and then, and people, and I got to say this hands up the mass, the masses of high school America liked her and loved her and, and oogled over her because she looked hot in Tomb Raider, right? right? They didn't know her from Girl Interrupted. They didn't know her acting ability. They know she's a great actress. She's a great director. She's a great artist. Here's my take on Angelina and a funny Tomb Raider story. So I think Angelina is the real deal. I mean, when she hits the screen or the stage, you can't unsee her. To me, she makes impact with her presence, her words, and her ability to deliver a line like no other. My favorite movies of hers were like Tomb Raider, Salt, The Tourist, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where she and Brad Pitt played these secret agents that actually found out about each other and tried to kill each other. And that fight scene you know, in their house, driving back home was like no other, probably the best married fight scene, better than War of the Roses. And I think, I think the universe has said the same thing, man. She's nominated and won enough awards to fill a library. And I happen to like the movie that she produced and directed, the story about Louis Zamperini, a take on the book Unbroken, written by Laura Hildebrand. I think if Josh Salzman was caught by the Japanese soldiers in World War II, his story would be pretty similar to Louis Zamperini's. So here's my Tomb Raider story. Back in 2001, my daughter Dana was just turning seven years old. I had the opportunity to be responsible for her for the day. I'm not sure where my ex went or why I had the responsibility, but I loved it. I ate it up. You know, if I'm not making pancakes and ice cream in the morning, I'm thinking of something else fun we can do. And the movie Tomb Raider had just come out, and I thought, what a great idea, a woman empowerment movie. Plus, I liked Angelina. So I go to my daughter, and I go, listen, this movie is great. You're going to love this Laura Croft character. But the movie is rated PG-13. And you can't tell your mom because your mom's a little rulesy and your dad's a little loose on certain things. So I'll take you to the movie. We just can't tell your mom. Plus, you can get all the popcorn, candy, anything you want. She's like, let's go. And she was not a big movie person. And, and still to this day, she would rather still watch something on TV through a streaming channel than go to the movies. But we went. We had a great time. It was a great movie. And I'm like, when we leave, like, wink, wink. No telling your mom. She's like, okay, dad. Okay, dad. But three days later, her mom confronts me and says, why would you take Dana to a PG-13 movie with violence like that? Dana ratted on me. I'm not sure why. Her mom probably said, what'd you do with dad? What'd you do with dad? What'd you, you know, you probably kept asking. And Tano's like, he took me to Tomb Raider. I didn't want to go. So anyway, I mean, and what can you do? I, I was defenseless. I always believe never defend a weak position. And it was a weak position. But I'll tell you what, 20 years later, Dana goes to a Halloween party dressed as Laura Croft. 
So yeah, I hooked her. She had to go general population. So how, what, what turns people on? A good-looking babe that's fit. When I tried to train her, she was very focused, but you could see that was in the background. And she always went back and forth to L.A. And she talked about Billy. And Billy's our age, by the way, Rich. So, you know, if I was Googling over her, I shouldn't feel bad because Billy was. That's for sure. And at the same time. No, I thought she was hot. I always thought she was yeah, hot. She's hot. But she used to say to me sometimes, you know, Billy doesn't want my legs too big. And I'm thinking, you know. I'm thinking, well, I like your legs big. I like them a little bit more pumped up. I don't care about Billy. This is what High School America likes. And at one stage, she had a um, she had a stunt woman with her all the time called Eunice Eckhart, who was a really fit lady. She was like six Dan. Every she died nine times in Titanic as a stunt woman. She was Angelina stunt woman. And I said, you know, An Angie, you'd be better off doing some wrestling once in a while. So we wrestled together. Sure, you and did. And I demonstrated. <laughs> so I let her take the top position, and you know the partner wrestling thing. I said, we're not going to wrestle up. And I showed her a few moves. And this is what you do: you crack down my elbow, you put your hips into yourself, you you hook my leg with your leg, and you throw your hips into me. You know. Um, I just did so that the other we, night, that same exact move. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I had a t-shirt that used to say why 10 reasons why wrestlers make better lovers. And it said, you know, because they're good at riding time. They know hip to hip action. They got great conditioning. You know what the last thing was? What? My girlfriend maybe maybe throw it away. The t-shirt or give it to my son. We'll eat anything. So <laughs> That's good. that was number 10. But back to Angelina. So I'm wrestling with this lady, Eunice, and I'm thinking, fuck, this, this chick's got a six-pack, man, when I put my hand around her waist. Just as a footnote, Josh Minson's Eunice. Eunice Huthart was Angelina's stunt double and the winner of Britain's Gladiators in 1994. And here, Josh will be talking about how proud he is that he could kick her ass. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. But I kicked her ass because I don't give a shit if she's like, you know, outstanding, you know, gladiator, contestant, world champion, whatever she was, 2000 or 1998 or something like that. Anyway, she was a tough girl from Liverpool. But I, you know, I can wrestle, you know, and I'm not going to let her beat me. But Angelina, I thought, you know, fuck, you can't fuck this up. Right. So she's on top. I didn't want to take her at bottom. So I thought, OK, so you're trying to break me down. So try to break me down. We had this so wait, you're you're doing the hands and knees thing. Is that the position? Yeah, the hands and knees. Got it. Thing, and she's yeah. on so the she's, side. Uh, I got it. I, I could see it. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So she. So visualize this, bud. And uh, so she's on top of me. She's got a little Tomb Raider outfit on, little shorts on, you know, <laughs> little crop top. Of course she you does. Know. And boots. Boots, you know, like the kind of boots you wear with your boxing, those kind of boots. You oh, know? yeah, sure. Yeah. So she's on top, you know, and she's driving into me. And then she, like, takes her arm. And she just smashed me in the head, right, with her form, right? Just like. Like a cross face five. move? Crossface, but crossface that would get you a penalty penalty point in wrestling. You might even get disqualified for that because she, you know, she almost fucking broke my nose, right? And I said, uh, you know, really quietly, you know, even though I was like trying to suck it up, I said, you know, you're not allowed to punch people. It's not <laughs> like what this is. Um, but actually, I, having said that, when I worked with Scarlett Johansson next, I told her that Angelina Jolie, you know, wrestled. So she said, I'll wrestle. So I wrestled with her a bit too. And I remember telling my son, who was about 18 years old at the time, he was going to be 36 now. Maybe he's, maybe he was about 16 at the time. And I said, hey, I just wrestled with, uh, with Scarlett Johansson, just like I wrestled with Angelina Jolie. He goes, Dad, you're a perv. I said, I'm not a perv. I'm not being a perv. <laughs> That's this not a perv at all. All right, fine. 
I'm not afraid of you, Mr. Lawler, because let me tell you something. True, I only wrestle women, but I've wrestled women that are a lot bigger and stronger than you. Matter of fact, they're probably smarter than you because you don't have any brains. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. All you do is plow the fields and farm and the farm and the... Uh, is that how you talk with Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Lawler? Wait, wait, <laughs> let's, let's go to Scarlett Johansson now. So you train Scarlett as well? Yeah, well, Scarlett was supposed to be in Mission Impossible, one of the Mission Impossible movies, but because she was doing a movie over here with Woody Allen in 2000 and, I don't know, two or something like that. Anyways, the long story short was she, they pulled the movie because Tom decided to do War of the Worlds and he got thrown out of the, the this movie studio. Anyway, so they shifted in the movie, so she didn't, but she was supposed to be the next pumped up babe, yeah. And she was a nice lady, Scarlett. She was a really nice lady. But but back to Angelina, I'll tell you a little anecdote with Angelina. I tried to get her to do, eat food like six times a day, right? Because I do intermittent fasting time now. But I tried to get her to gain muscle. So she was eating every two hours. And she said, what can I eat? I said, well, try a tin of mackerel. I just down one of those, you know, just a tin of mackerel. Just down it. Oil and a all, tin and oil, of oil. mackerel. A tin of mackerel. Got it. Now. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So we're in this Pinewood Studios where she's filming Tomb Raider. And she's got a little outfit on. And this is obviously not another session, not not during the session with uh, wrestling. But her dad was there at the time, John Voight. Now, John Voight's another one of those actors that just delivers lines unforgettably. And he absorbs characters like a body snatcher. If you've never seen Ray Donovan, I think it's on Showtime. It's a shame. John plays Ray's father, Mickey Donovan, and he plays the lowest of lowlifes. And I mean, he pulls it off like no other. So I'd highly recommend it. Who sent me this book from Eli Wiesel. And he said he was really happy with the way I was training his daughter. And and she said, my dad really likes you. And they fell out after that for different reasons, which, you know, something to do with adoption and something to do with her her marriage to Billy Bob. I don't know. Yeah, but, I didn't you know, know why, but I knew there was some kind of distancing. Yeah, there was a, yeah. there was a rift. There's probably a rift now because he's a Trump supporter. But anyways, so Angelina was a bit stressed and she had downed her mackerel. And I remember saying to, to John Voight, I said, you know, I said, you know, just before I trained her, I said she was warming up on the bike. And I said, I said, you know, I said, you know, daughters are tough. I'm having a tough time with my daughters right now. I said to him, he goes, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, tell me about it. So, so anyway, so I'm, I have this move where I do with people's inner thighs and I can, I'm strong enough to do it where, you know, when you get those machines where you, you squeeze the, the, the pads in on your inner thighs. Yeah. Inductor thigh. and at, yeah, I, sure. Yeah. Yes. The adductor muscle. So I do adductor, that with my yeah. hand. Yeah. So basically she's with her little outfit on and, uh, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm the, I must be the envy of most people in the world right now. I'm not, I'm right up close and personal to Angelina Jolie right now, and I'm giving her that exercise, and she's really working hard, and she she works a little too hard, or works hard enough, and all of a sudden I hear this little nink come out, little nink, and obviously it was a silent but deadly fart, and, um, and, I, and I was I was literally rich about six inches away from where that thing exited. Now, if you know about farts, if you take the physiological or the physics behind a fart. Uh, the particles, the science behind a fart, it's little pieces of crap floating in the air. That's what farts are, buddy. That's like perfume, you know, little pieces of liquid floating. So I actually inhaled that fart, yeah? I literally, because I couldn't stop the exercise. And, and you didn't want to make know, her feel embarrassed, right? Yeah, but she didn't even say sorry. So there was a, like a three-second delay after the little, I heard this little, and uh, three-second delay, and all of a sudden, Rich. I've had some bad farts, you know, when you start 
starve yourself in wrestling and then all of a sudden you sit down to a to a big meal yeah, you, you know? try and you add five pounds in a like in a few minutes right yeah five pounds i've seen guys gain like 15 pounds i mean mma guys do that all the time you know but we only had like obviously five hours but so we would fart some bad you know i mean people would be farting i mean nothing worse than a wrestling bus on the way back and everybody's stuffing themselves and, jesus christ my eyes are burning you know <laughs> right, right. anyways this part with angelina jolie bless her I got to give her credit for this. I mean, everybody thinks she's a babe and everything, but I got to her. It's the fucking smelliest fart I've ever smelled in my life. And, yeah. And I'm, and, yeah, and it, it I, tends I, I, to drop her stock price down when that happens. You know, <laughs> you don't look at her the same way. But, but, but when people say, oh man, you were really up close. Everybody said to me, every note says, wow, you trained Angelina Jolie. All I can think about is that fucking fart, man. All I can, about, <laughs> and all I can think about, all I can think about is the fact that, if you did an autopsy on Josh right now, you know, they cut me open. I'm sure there's a little bit of Angelina DNA way. You know, they can find like stuff. Oh, her like fecal matter would be ago. somewhere in your nasal cavity or something like that. And your sinuses. Digested her fart, man. I'm walking around with little bits of her shit in me every day of my life. That's now. intimate. Um, that is very intimate. As we know. When people say, hey, wow, that's really cool. They don't know the bad stuff, do they, Rich? They don't know the tough stuff. They think it's all, hey, you're just flying around the world, aren't you? Well, you're having to take a fart or two, you know what I'm saying? Or stick your finger in somebody's asshole. Why did you get all weird when I put my finger up your ass? Why did you put your finger in my ass? So, All right, so let's, let me, (laughs) this is, this is much better than I'd expected. And I expected big, but this is colossal. Let's talk, you and I, the last time we spoke, you shared a Kate Winslet story. When you're, I trained Kate for Titanic, and um, when you're a coach and you're, you know that you know that yoga guy, that Indian guy that invented Bikram yoga? Oh, yeah, then you know he the fucked guy? up and he had all these sexual harassment issues. Yeah, right. I know him well. well you, yeah. you are in the position as a fitness guy that's kind of this person's nervous about their, their, their movie. You know, and, you know, Kate, in her case, this Titanic put her on the map. You know, it was a big thing, man. And, you know, she's this little girl from Reading. She's 23 years old. And obviously people get a fix on you a little bit. Yeah, because you're the guy that's getting them in shape for this movie. And you also become their rock. And you're and so they get crushed. You get a little crush, right? Yeah, they get a little crush. Yeah. OK, good. So, so she she's got a crush. And I was with this lady that was rebound relationship lady. It was a crazy you know, Irish gypsy and she was pretty sexy, but I went from with my marriage, you know, from feeling like I was a priest at a convent someplace up in the woods in flipping outer Mongolia or something like that to like a stunt man at an X-rated movie. Right. But with that, um, you get a lot of jealousy, you know? So when people are kind of like that, if you don't have, you know, I don't know if you don't show them that kind of affection, they feel, you know, slighted. You know, it was, it was the only, she was the only woman that ever said to me, you know, I haven't had an orgasm a couple of days. I said, look around this mall. I bet you there's a lot of people that haven't had an orgasm a couple of days, you know? You know, it was that kind of thing. And Well, that and, was and so, more sympathy with, than empathy, I think. <laughs> empathy yeah. would have been like, yeah, I know how you feel, and I haven't either, and I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trouble is, I did. And, and anyways, but having said that, so she was quite jealous, and my ex wasn't jealous. I mean, when I was with my ex... The marriage wasn't good. I had five kids, you know, it's like a talking head song, you know, like you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. But what am I doing here? Kind of thing. 
You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? And I didn't have any sex, you know, and people said, oh, you must be having sex all the time. You should get a TV. I said, I got like four TVs, actually. Um, so having said that, I got to believe um, it's over 50 percent of married couples. And I'm just pulling this number out of my ass. But I was oh, married yeah. for 30 years and I get it. And I talk to other people and having kids and managing kids in a household requires so much energy. And it's so div- it's it's such a diversion from an intimate relationship with another human being that. It's probably more than we think. And I only make this observation, not only from my own personal experience, but I had firsthand knowledge of Trojan sex and sexuality studies done at the Kinsey Institute at the University of Indiana. And I also sold adult toys and learned more about sexual aids for unsatisfied couples than I ever wanted to learn. So it's both my personal and professional opinion. A hundred percent, Rich. And, yeah. you know, I work with a lot of people, so I hear about that. So back to the to the guy in California, you know, the Bikram yoga guy, you got a lot of power in your hands. If you want to run riot, you can run riot. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to go down in a, you know, in a blaze of glory. You can. You know what I mean? Because you got people that are really susceptible to you. You got people that are unhappy, you know, like housewives, you know, but I don't. Because I don't do that. And that's not, you know, I don't want to be seen as the guy. And also when you're working with your hands and, and the husband's paying for workouts, you don't want to make like you're molesting their wife. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's probably actually, a good strategy. Yeah, probably a good strategy. I love the way you come back. You, you know, the way you say things, Rich, is so rewarding. I mean, I, we've I known it, each other for so long. <laughs> yeah, but with Kate, she kind of started liking me. And she wanted to come to this club in Mayfair. Um, that I was training. That was a men's club. It was one of these posh clubs where you get your clothes handed to you. And the only thing you keep there is your, you, you bring in is your sneakers. But after a while, you keep your sneakers there and they give you a uniform. So the only women that are there are the women that are instructors. So I said, Kate, listen, I can't train you. I can't train you because I got you're going to have to pretend you're a potential instructor because I'm the I had a 20 hour a week contract there and I organized the staff and the, the guy that owned the place. He was a very big entrepreneur called uh, Mark Burley, and he wanted everybody to train like Josh did, you know, with his hands to make it really unique, you know, a fancy club where people get that personal thing. And where is she? So is she I, from Britain? Is she from England or the United States? She, she's, yes, she's from Reading, which is about ooh, 20 miles up the road from where I am. She's and so she Redding. didn't have to fake an accent when she was uh, coming? She did. She did. Uh, so she tell did. me about I that. Started. So she had a fake an accent, which she was more a of a local this- accent, right? No, she had to fake a Cincinnati accent because I said, pretend you're American. Okay. Because nobody knew who Kate Winslet was. This is before Titanic, right? And she's 96 or 97, probably 96, actually, 96. Who did she know from Cincinnati to do an accent like that? Well, I just said, well, there's my mom's from Cincinnati, so they have a kind of nasal accent a little bit, you know, they're a little bit different. So she was she was Sally from Cincinnati. So Sally from Cincinnati, as Kate Winslet, comes to the club, and I'm saying, this is Sally. She's going to be an instructor here. And she was in good enough shape, although she wasn't ripped, but she was in good enough shape. She looked like she could be a a fitness trainer because a lot of fitness trainers don't look totally ripped. They just look healthy, you know. And so I'm training her there, but I'm actually training her as one of her sessions. So 
uh, funny enough, they, they had a barber there, you know, it was that posh. They had a barber there. And the Monday following that, two weeks after that, everybody said hi to her and say, oh, Cindy looks really nice. She looks really good. She's really cool. She's funny, you know, because Kate's quite a bubbly lady. I mean, she's, you know, she's, that's why she's Kate Winslet. And they said, we really want her there. And anyways, so she went to the Cannes Film Festival for, to be with Ken Branagh, Sir Kenneth Branagh now. Um, and she, they were doing the Phil's first film was Hamlet. And that was a four hour film that Ken did. And I trained her for that in 90, in 95, 96. Anyways, having said that the barber sees the paper, the daily mail, and she's on the front page. You know, she's on the front page with Ken, this woman that was at the club. Now oh, the Cincinnati right. trainer is no longer a Cincinnati trainer. That's right. And he goes, she looks, this lady here, Kate Winslet looks just like Cindy that was here last week <laughs> or Sally. And I said, well, you know, all those blondes, they look alike. He goes, yeah, I guess they do. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so we got done with that. But it was quite funny because she used to call me up at my cottage in Western Massachusetts. My mom used to answer the phone and say, and my mom would yell at me, go, it's Kate Winsley on the phone. It's Kate Winsley. And I said, no, mom, it's Kate Winslet on the phone. Winslet, Winslet. And she would tell me her stories because she was in Mexico filming. And she was, they filmed, Jim Cameron had him film in this kind of, very cold water to make it look real when they did all the flood scenes there, right? So everybody had chest infections, everybody get cold. So she's telling me all these things. Kate, you know, obviously wanted more than just, you know, obviously, you know, which is normal, you know, things happen, you know? And so I got a little bit close to her, but I met this lady at the club while she was in Mexico. And this lady was, we had a relationship for 15 years together. Corin uh, Curtis is her name. And she's a really lovely lady. And uh, anyways, I'm, she was an instructor at the club that was brought there because I was training there and she wanted to learn from me, but she was having another relationship. Anyways, we started going out and she was a divorcee too. And we talked, we were both the same age. So Kate calls me up from Mexico. She's coming back. She had left from Mexico. We were pretty close. You know, we, she probably thought there was more stuff going on than there was. Anyways, she was hoping. She also, yeah, right. So she, she was hoping. Yeah, she, she was hoping and she saw your relationship a little deeper than you did. That's right. And she also a little deeper than I did. That's very well. Per you, you see, I'm, I'm like talking to my therapist now. Rich, thank you for this. <laughs> uh, with Kate, I thought because I listened to her stuff while she was in Mexico and she would talk to me every day. She would call me every day. And I thought, you know, we're going to be buddies. Whatever happens, we're going to stay buddies. So I start, you know, I go out with this girl, uh, this woman, Corin, who's 40. I'm 40 at the time. So it was a few years back. We're talking. And how old, how much younger was Kate than you? Uh, Kate was 23. Yeah, got it. 17 40. years. Okay, got it. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, I mean, if you think. It doesn't of, seem uh, like you know, that big of a gap now in our 60s, but certainly back then as a percentage, it's yeah. a much bigger gap. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I always I read the book about Jerry Lee Lewis and I realized he married his 13 year old cousin. So I thought I was in a plus and Elvis <laughs> Presley married Phillip, she was 15. So, right. so I thought, so I thought, what the fuck, you know, that's, that's better than that. Yeah. Know? Right. And if you want to compare it to that, yeah, right. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay for them. But, uh, but having said that, um, so yeah, so Kate, uh, calls me up one time and uh, I said, Hey Kate, I just going to tell you, I really met this lady, you know, she's really cool, you know? And uh, I thought she was going to say, Hey, that's great. Josh can't wait to come back and meet her. We'll all go out for a drink. And, you know, and she went, Oh, I'm so happy for you. 
I'm so happy. That sounds so great. Yeah, she's got kids and I got kids and, and she's 40. I'm 40. She's been through a divorce. She's been through a really weird relationship post her divorce. And I've been through one. And we have a lot of things in common. And she goes, I'm so happy for you. Oh, that's great. I said, well, listen, we'll see you soon. I said, yeah, you always see me soon. And click. It's because sometimes we say one thing and meaning another. It's fine. I'm fine. Trust me, she's not fine. Do whatever you want. It's a trap, people. Your woman telling you these words means that you should already know that she's against what you want and she's putting you to test. Not mad. She's very furious, actually, if she tells you that she's not that mad. Do I really look fat? This is not the question to answer honestly. I forgive you. Well, it's not that we don't usually forgive, but sometimes we don't want the fight. We can eat anywhere you want. She's definitely going to object to your choices of anywhere. Nothing. If you ask your woman what's making her upset and she says nothing, don't leave it at that. Everything is wrong and you ought to know about it. Next time you find your woman mad at you for doing something she said you can, go ahead and do. Remember that women are not that complicated. That was it. Oh, that was, that was woman talk. Woman talk, things like, okay. <laughs> when you get things like, okay, you're in the doghouse. So thank you for taking an hour out of your busy schedule. I know you're like you're working this morning. You're going to be working later. And uh, I really appreciate it. I really do. Rich, I got to tell you something, buddy. I love this. And to me, this is, you know, that you talk about getting rid of stuff like the guy in the Green Mile. Yeah. Coffee. Talking to you, <laughs> talking to you gets rid of everything and brings everything in that's the good stuff. So thank you that's for cool. your time. Mate. All right, buddy. Listen, let's... Uh, Let's do this again. We'll coordinate and we'll do it again. I'll come up with some more names and uh, we'll get into some deep stories again. So Angelina, John Voigt, and Kate Winslet, you're all top of your game. And we mean nothing but high praise and respect in the stories that we told. Hey, hey Vinny, was that strong enough disclaimer? You've been listening to Tales from the First Tee. I'm your host, Rich Easton, recording from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. Talk to you soon.